Right. You're right. I'm <laughs> blessed. On a fantastic and very cold Wednesday afternoon. How's everyone doing? It's the Teddy Bear. Welcome to a new year of Night Tracks Radio, Lord and Mercy. And today's artist spotlight, three-time Grammy nominee, Emmy Award winner, and author, and also the ambassador, yes, I did say, ambassador for Fit for the Cure, the one and only captivating, Lord and Mercy, Taylor Dane, and also her new hit single, of course, Thinking Out Loud, and also a remake. How dare they do that, but they did an incredible job. Tell it to my heart, featuring Cash Cash, welcome to the show again, my queen. How are you doing? Thank you, Teddy Bear. I am very happy and very pleased. And thank you so much for your generosity. That is something else. No, it's well-deserved. So let's get into it. As I, I was uh, uh, speaking to Taylor before he came on live, I said, everywhere I look, you were either on TV, doing interviews, and I wanted that from your perspective. What is it meant to you to be this loved and this appreciated at this particular stage of your career? More importantly, be to be respected, something that you've earned and worked for. Well, I think you've nailed it on the head. I, I, um, I'm in a wave now of I'm not 30, I'm not 20, I'm not 40, I'm not 50. You know, we're we're now moving into that where people look at you and you say, wow, like I'm, I'm, a, I'm at this level of, I want to be here. And more than that, you know, now I've shifted from, my God, I have to have a hit. I have, my God, I have to have, you know, I've shifted into this, this purpose of my music where I see now, wow, really what service it has, you know, and, 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 and what service it is for the world. And now I'm in a, so much more of a heart opening uh, my, my heart is so much open, more open, I think, than ever before when it comes to meeting fans, being on stage, sharing now 35 years of my art, my craft, whatever that is. So when I'm on TV shows, as you've seen, when I'm talking now, there's just a, such a depth to what I have to, what I'm sharing now, because it's coming from a wiser, more experienced and, and a person that is went through a lot of things now at this point and has something more to say. That's basically what you're seeing. Why you're seeing more of me is because I have more to say. You know, it's interesting. I remember that many, the numerous conversations that you have had and we talked about or discussed when you're, when you first started out in your career, how you had to be really guarded and protective of who you are from as far as having your own personal space and identity. And now as time has gone by, I see a more open Taylor Dane. I see a more receptive Taylor Dane as far as the adulation, again, that you have worked for, you have earned to have that. What has it been like for you to know that you have been this loved and been this respected? so long and people and the listeners and the fans are still riding with you. And here we are in 2024. It's, um, it's an achievement, isn't it? It's an achievement as a human being. We're, we're human beings, you know, living in this experience, this physical world and uh, we're light, we're spirit, you know, and um, I have traveled in that spirit, meaning I have um, done the work and, um, 
I was a guarded young woman, young girl, and I had a lot of trauma in my youth and everybody has their story. And um, my passion and my need was to be out there and famous, to have music, to have my voice heard and listened to. Talk about that in my book, you know. God knows is such a different book in me now than there was five years ago. You know? <laughs> but, um, you're seeing the ev- evolution and the, and you know, my purpose has shifted into more of a service. You know, I just, I get it. It's a, I love it. When we, when we talk about growth, not yeah. just as an artist, but as a human being, human and you being. just see it. I, when I see you on TV, I see such a, you've always been confident on a borderline of, you have such an arrogance about your head. When I get on stage, no one can touch me. But now it's a different aura that I'm seeing. It's like I'm having fun. I'm really enjoying what I'm doing. And the first time I see you on the uh, was at the Kelly Clarkson show. I sat here and it just it 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 blew me away because I was so happy. And I said, you know what? This is long over to what was that first experience like to be on such a large platform like Kelly Clarkson? Um, I'll be shooting. I'm going back on Kelly on February 14th. Yeah. I think yes. what, what, what you're seeing is again, um, time and time again, when you've seen artists that go through this, this growth spurt, and then you're sharing this ride with them again, whether, you know, I, 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 again, I feel like, um, you know, I I personally am friends with Apollo Abdul, Belinda Carlisle's, the Debbie. <laughs> and these are still women that you, you see that they really have gone through their growth and they're still willing. And we, you know, we have a lot of gumption, as you would say. I'm not going to yes. call it arrogance so much anymore, but, you know, you got to fight for your right and you got to earn your stripes. And I would say that um, I've had the obvious um, setbacks and yet the business setbacks. And yet at the same time, it's like that underdog stuff, you know, it's like, just gives me more reason. That's why when you see me with Kelly or you see me with Paula and we're talking like I'm on the real housewives of Beverly Hills tonight, this, this is crazy stuff, but you know, I love Erica Jane. I love the girls, Kyle and Kylie, and then Paula's hosting. So we did an event together. I performed and when, you know, you start a song like Tell It To My Heart, you know, and everybody's just, all the ladies are getting up and we're all together in it, you know? It's just a, it's a wave of acceptance. And more than that, I feel honored. I'm, I'm sitting comfortably in this throne now. Does that make sense? Absolutely, I feel, without question. Yes, that's it. So I'm far more comfortable in this place now. And that's what you're seeing. I'm, I'm just far yeah. more at peace. Ooh. That's a key word, peace, because it's so hard to get as far as having peace, having peace of mind, not allowing any other person or any other entity to disturb your your peace or come into your circle of positive energy. And it well, you, resonates. That's checks and balances. We all go, you know, that's our, that's <laughs> our work. Uh, whatever your whatever your process is, it's a daily process. It's a daily practice. Without question. Now, how did the collaboration with Cash Cash come about? Because when we start talking about Taylor Dane's songs, especially her hit songs, that's like 
taboo when you started messing with tell it to my heart so how did that collaboration come together to redo it in a in a, in a completely different aspect i'll tell you i reached out to one of the top dance labels in the world that i could think of and that was ultra i spoke to the president david waxman david waxman says taylor let me get back to you let me go through my list from calvin harris let me go through my my guys let me look at my okay. roster see who's going to embrace this, bring it to the next level and see who can really take this, this classic, you know, proven, like you have to look at it, that job, you know, those lines have already been written and it's already, yes. you know, it's still played. So when he goes, let me go through my roster and he goes, and let me get back to you. Cause I really want to. So he did. And he came and he said, I think JP and his kid and his crew over here, cash, cash, he goes, they did some great stuff with Jeremy Resnick. They did, um, they, they're, they're really going to get the classicness, the iconist, the, 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 the song. They're also good with vocalists. Like, let me see what they can do. And, and if you if you guys really have a, a great collaboration connection, let's move on with this. And that's exactly what happened. It took a year, but at the same time, those guys just got it. Like, they just were so, you know, they grew up on it, obviously. You know, they're, they're 80s kids. And yet at the same time, when you hear what, you know, voice coder in certain areas, the vocoder. I mean, they really, um, they took it to the next level. And that's why we have a number one record with it. You know, they did. It, it surprised me because, I, again, when you start messing with the holy grail of certain songs and certain yeah. artists and women, don't touch it. Don't let you can't mess with perfection. But they did well, such a myself, you know, when you remix something and you re, re, redo something, you know, it's not just a remix. They reproduced it. We re, we reimagined it. You know, that's what you're hearing. Right. I mean, similar to what Elton's done, you know, but there's there's a wave of that now. And I'm I'm we loved it. I was very I mean, it's a, it's incredible. It did great. It's it's amazing record. I love it. I'm very proud of it. Great record. But I'm going to tell you something. Thinking out loud. Oh, the kind of emotion that you implemented in this song, it was fascinating to me because it was, it seems to me that you were implementing a lot of things that you have gone through from your own personal experience through this song. And I wanted to ask you, what did that song mean to you as far as in the recording aspect when you started initially started working on the song? Well, recording, recording in general, you know, when you look at my body of work, you know, and I'm not the most prolific, meaning I don't have 12 records under my belt, but at the same time, um, if you look at um, Naked Without You, if you look at the cover, the covers specifically now on um, Satisfied, I um, specifically take male, generally male perspection perspective songs, generated songs. And, and from a male perspective, I love to see, can I turn this? Can I flip this? Can I can I integrate with this song? And can I um, uh, take that lyric content and the direction where this man went, with this vocalist went? Uh, I did that with the Chili Peppers. I've done that with Bobby. You know, of, of course, the great Barry White, and you know, a few times. And I really have to say, like, if you can own it. When I think, when I was really, we studied and said, is thinking out loud right for me? Um, I'm a woman, you know, when my hair gets, you know, it, it was, it was a more honest and vulnerable, you know, um, decision and as well as challenge, you know, and I loved the intimacy of it. And I loved 
I think the song, I mean, I've always loved, you, you know, I, I think he's an, he's an incredible songwriter. Um, but I love the perspective of coming from a woman, you know, my, my legs don't work like they used to before. I mean, it was a vulnerable, more um, honest place to come in a song for a woman that, for a woman like me. And I felt I could own it. Well, you did a fantastic job and I appreciate showing that. that's showing that side of your vulnerability. Really. I was thoroughly impressed because a lot of people don't realize when you're in this industry, you have to really protect who you are and not allow a lot of people know to know the real person behind the music. But you have shown such a, a completely 360 different side of yourself. It no. has been, it's refreshing. You know what? And Did I'm you so ever listen? happy and I'm so proud you of you. But again, everything that you worked for, you learned. I so appreciate that, Teddy. Did you ever listen to Fool to Cry? Uh, That's a Stones cover I on Satisfied. Fool to Cry. Yes. And that, I, that's another cover. Yes. Wolf. I mean, that was like more for my children because I did it in 2008 and nine. But again, this, 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 this is a more of an intimate song to myself now. It's a, it's a, it's a story going on inside my own head. It wasn't for anybody particular. It was really to me when my legs were, you know, and uh, yes, that vulnerability is, is there's a truth there. There's a truth that we go through. We all do. Now you've written books. <laughs> I got to ask. Feels like books. Um, I'm saying books because I know another one. I know another one is coming. I know. <laughs> I swear to God. I know another. <laughs> You're right. I came up in conversation and I'm like, oh no, not again. But you know what? My story so it's evolved. You know, my my life five years is very very impactful for me. That's why I said books. I know another one is coming. But I got to ask you: you have done and accomplished so much in your life. Have you ever thought about putting together a biopic? I mean, to me personally, we're, we're talking about overdue. it. Really? At, at my age? Yeah, but you're right. It's coming. Oh. It's <laughs> Who do you think should play me? Anyone in particular that you could see that special oh, yeah. person playing you? Go ahead. Huh? I'm listening. Anybody in your mind? Oh, man. I love Margot Robbie. Who? Margot Robbie. I could see her being the young Taylor and just get like, I mean, I love Margot Robbie. The actress, yeah. I mean, she's a great actress. I mean, but uh, hmm. Oh, honey, didn't you see her as she the has the Yeah, I mean, she's a great actress. I'm just saying, but could she really pull it off being you though? That's that's my. I mean, you have so many different facets and layers about so Can she pull it off? Do you think she could pull it off? Oh man, I saw when I first saw her Wolf of Walls. Uh, oh, oh yeah, when I saw her with Leonardo. Uh, yeah, she pulls off. A, she can pull off stank and grit. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, I, I, she might not have been raised in the streets in New York like me or like Lisa Lisa and like, you know, some of my people, you know, like what I get. But at the same time, did you see that Tanya Harding? Hello. Yes. Yes. Girl. Yes. No, she can do it. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? If you see she can pull it off, she can pull it off. 
But there's that whole oh, 80s, you know, I was like working from the Russian clubs going straight out with, you know, I was wearing top to bottom, Godier to this to that. So there's that whole first element, you know, coming from. It's a whole, it's know, a whole different vibe, a whole different vibe. You work yeah. to, yeah. <laughs> That's the club stuff, you know. It was doing from fifteen. 16. Yeah, I want to. I want to thank all the fans for tuning in and allowing the teddy bear to help you tune out again. We're being joined by the incredible and super talented Miss Taylor Dane, and also I want you to be sure to go out get the new hit single "Thinking Out Loud" is available on all media outlets. But make sure you stop by Apple to pick it up, and also the re-release new version. I'll tell it to my heart. That is also available and it is burning up on the charts. Make sure you do that. And also upcoming dates, tour dates. Make sure you stop by Taylor's official website. That's at taylordane.com. Now I got to ask him this being the ambassador for fit for the cure. Tell the listeners about that. Um, Out of the blue, but while I was in my service, as you would call it, just coming out of my own personal journey. I had colon cancer about a year and two months ago, um, diagnosed very suddenly. What saved my life was early detection. And that's just quite frankly, and that's what I talk about now, going in and making sure, you know, there was an age where people are saying, you go in at 50, you don't start going for your colonoscopies. And I'm like, stop it, go in at 40. Because certain people, you know, I had polyps. Um, I kept generating polyps and nothing you feel, nothing you see. There was no signs. There was nothing. So for the last five years, I've been going biannually in for colonoscopies and it was clean every time other than pulling out polyps and getting them biopsied. And a year and a half, not quite a year and a half ago, but a year ago, one came back within six months, so aggressive that he goes, you got two weeks, let me know what you want to do, cut the whole colon out or... We do a colectomy, so we'll cut, we'll cut, I don't know, 12 inches of your colon out and hold for alba, click. I was like, whoa, wow. So you see in a six-month window, that aggressive, and I went through a serious recovery on that. You know, I went through a hard surgery. Everybody's going to tell you their story, and, um, and yet I'm on the other side of it. And sharing that was where... I was seen on a platform. I think I was, I'm trying to think whose show I was on and um, Wacol reached out to me directly and they said, Taylor, you know, you're sharing something so honest, colon, people don't talk. And, and I thought it was a more male generated disease. Like I really wasn't as aware of what colon cancer has now scooped up some really beautiful people that I know very quickly. Yes. I mean, Christy Alley, God rest her soul. Within three months, I, 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 you just can't imagine that you don't see signs. There's nothing to show you, yeah. and it's a dirty subject. We don't talk about it much. So I'm, I, I really brought it up, and they reached out to me and they said, "Would you be interested?" And I said, "Please talk to me more." And Fifth of the Cure is just this wonderful campaign. We're giving, you know, what Walt Cole has been doing with the Susan B. Coleman, you know, Foundation for 25 years, educating women. Um, obviously breast cancer awareness, but more what they're doing is the, you know, obviously they're funding, giving back and they're doing free um, bra fittings. And if I can tell you, and I'm sure everybody who's <laughs> knows, us women, it's like putting on 
good panties. Like we have never properly been bra fit. And I got to tell you, it made such a difference. I know you're oh, Granny panties is one thing, but like, I mean, sure, you can see, a, you know, but a proper bra fitting is, is life changing. And we, and I know, I would be like, Cynthia, why are you wearing that bra three days in a row, four days in a row? You cannot wear a bra two days in a row. Like it takes the stress, your lessons to everything. So it was life changing. They are offering free bra, you know, fittings, you know, um, obviously your purchase, that donation goes to the Susan G.B. Coleman, you know, foundation. And this is all for breast cancer awareness. So they were like, Taylor, sign up, please. And, and, uh, now we're on our second, we're in the, the, the spring season now, and uh, I will be doing more appearances because I just had a blast, you know, spending hours and going to Dill, Dillard's all over the country and sharing with some women, you know, getting that moment to share and encourage women to put your health, wealth, your wellness first. You know, it is put that mask on first. And it's very difficult for a lot of women to take that time. And, you know, because we get really challenged by the day and that's raising kids, yeah. that's also kids that's having a, a, you know, working that's could be, you could be single, you could be divorced. You could be in any, doesn't really matter, but wellness, health, wealth is your life. That's your wellness. That's your health. That's your wealth. And that's my story. That's a story I'm working with. And, yeah, it was a natural pairing. And so that's the short story of it. So it's been a really uh, <laughs> now the brand ambassador and going around the country and talking about it. And I got to join my daughter. If you saw the first campaign, the shoot, my daughter yes. did. It's really generational, you know? It really is. My mom wears Wacol. My daughter wears Wacol. I wear Wacol. What is it like now to sit back as mother and see the growth of your daughter doing a photo shoot like that with you what 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 did that mean to you yeah she was 20 when we did it um i think she was you know and this is a girl that's been raised in la you know she's uh her first boyfriend <laughs> my daughter's first love is jack depp like three years i was you know this isn't normal circumstances she's <laughs> challenges have been like any other teen going into too much anxiety, too much social, so, you know, more things than she could possibly handle. So I'm still a mother. I'm more than a mother. Yeah. I sit back and I watch her because now she's 21 and I've had my frustrations and I have twins, a boy, so they're like completely polar opposites but as close as <laughs> can be. They live together. It's still, they won't, I'm like, get the hell out of each other's cradle. You know what I mean? They just don't. <laughs> they're peripheral on each other. They live in the same apartment, but they're peripheral. They have completely different lives. But my daughter is, um, <clears throat> I see so much of her in me. And yet I have to understand she's not me at all. She's not. She didn't grow up the same way I did, you know. And yet at the same time, those anxieties, the things that she's gone through, the first love, the, the challenges. I watch her. And so to see her and, and share with her something that, I obviously went through physically, which, you know, my daughter wasn't ready to know that I had cancer. Like I, she was the last person I told. Mm -mm. She would have folded like a book. You know, who was in the, in the hospital holding my hand, my son. He could do it. He, he's a warrior. Like, like 
he's an old, he's like, I got it. Like, we'll be here. But I couldn't tell her. And I made him promise, like, don't tell your sister until I, like, and then they ended up keeping me in. Like, she can't handle this. So she's far more delicate and her anxieties take over more. And, you know, everybody has a different chemical makeup, which I've learned. And that's what I talk about a lot. The yes. rawness in my book. I talk about anxiety. You know, we see kids suffering so much with mental illness and stuff. And it's like, this is not a road untraveled. I was bulimic, agoraphobic, everything by the time I was 15 and you're, you know, 45 years ago. So this is not a, a new subject. What it is, is it's a subject that now we talk about. And um, I talk about it a lot with my daughter, her challenges. Because I understand. Yeah, because I know. Yeah, you know, because a lot of the kids that they are going through, Oof. compared to what you and I went through growing up, is night and day. Now, the amount of peer pressure that's put on these kids today is is incredible. And I think that kids are not allowed to be kids anymore. They're being forced to grow up faster than they should have to. And you've always been a very strong person. So I know it was very challenging for you to say, wait a minute. I've been oh, through a lot of this. They're like, like yeah. you're a sergeant. I'm like, Hell yeah. <laughs> I go, you think I don't want. Oh, yeah. It got to a point. Teddy, I had cameras all up and I had like six Karens inside the house. And I go, Levi, one more pull and it'll be in the toilet. You will Ooh. have a camera, an Arlo, because, you know, mom still worked. I was like, I got I'm putting cameras everywhere so I can see what you're doing. Teenagers. Yeah, I, I know. Mm -mm. I know. I have a I have a 21 year old son and I, I, I get it. I understand. I understand. You know, every every parent's lap, like they're all bursting into tears because like, guys, at the end of the day, you're dealing with savages. They are literally yeah. sociopaths until, you know, I'm like, it doesn't matter. They're your child. I mean, they're doing things like you couldn't even like, and I'm like, well, yeah, you know, you go back to you, but what were you doing? What were you trying to yeah. do? And you're right. Well, the show, you, know, you know, look, look, it's not, it doesn't help that we put a thousand dollar device in their hand at nine and 10 years old and think that they could ever afford that and make that up in babysitting and, you know, paper routes, but there's times of a change. Yeah. And that's unfortunate because nothing's realistic and their, their sense of in, uh, value is just so has been skewed. And that's part of our culture now. And that's, that's on yeah. us too. It is. It really is. I mean, the, the sense of entitlement is very, <laughs> is very, very real. Yeah. You, like you said, when you had to get out and actually, Hit the, yeah, the I, pavement and working. I only went and got a bike. My big spend was maybe a, a, a you know, um, a coach bag, and I raised the money for that. It was a seventy-five dollar bag. It's a thousand dollar phone. Yeah. So that's where I'm going, right? Like eight hundred dollar phone. Like maybe we should start them on flip phone. I don't know, but this is part of our now culture, a fabric. We feel like we can't get in touch with our children unless we text them. Like I don't even like. We just, what did they do? Open the doors and we just went to school? Yeah. Like, how'd you get home? My parents never asked me if I took the bus. <laughs> I don't, like, you know, I'm just saying, like, there was not this generalized fear. And yeah. that's, there's this whole, like, fear everywhere factor. Things, you know, getting into things that are just so overwhelming, which is the internet. Obviously, there's they're too exposed to too much and things that will get them into trouble. It's absolutely true. 
No doubt. It's scary. Scary. That part's scary. It is. It's, it's a really scary. And ever, it's really tough to, to you know, police. Yeah. I had three sixty on my. I don't know what you had on for your son. You know, that, <laughs> like, damn it, Levi, you're not in Sherman Oaks tonight. And he goes, how do you there know? There you go. Well, he was giving dirty, breaking my passwords. Like, believe me, it was a night. It was Lord, <laughs> I had IT in my house. I can't even tell you how many times. Oh, my goodness. Family again, remember to get the new hit single, <laughs> Thinking Out Loud, available as we speak. And to get parents, all the up- <laughs> and to get all the upcoming tour information for Taylor Stuff by our official website, that's at taylordane.com. Before I let you go, my love, I got to ask you, we're just, we're in the, what, mid part of 2024. What can we expect as far as I'm hoping and praying? I want an EP from you. I want an EP or an album from you this year. Do you think that's a possibility that might happen? Well, I put together, listen, Lose You to Love Me is the new single that's coming out. Part of this this, this project I did with Greg Field, the great Greg Field, nine-time Grammy recipient. Like, really, this is the new interpretation. So Lose You to Love Me, a cover from Selena Gomez, Gravity, John Mayer, there's, you're going to, you're going to, this is all part of a record. It's just, we don't release records, EPs anymore. We release singles. It's like, you know. That's unfortunate. It's a different game. But yes, I have a body of work to share with you, Teddy, and I will make sure Joanne gets you, sends you, uh, you know, these cuts. But yeah, Gravity, Lose You to Love Me is, will will be, is is supposed to be dropping in January. And now we're in the very beginnings of 2024. But yes. There's music. There's tons of music. I promise you. I'm going to hold you to that, my queen. Well, you know this is your home. Whatever you need, all you have to do is let me know. and We make it happen. I love you to death. And more importantly, I respect you. And it has been an honor to see your journey. And it's just begun, my love. I cannot wait to see what you have in store for everyone for this year. And, and ladies, come on out. You'll see me. I'll be like in Texas. I'll be uh, look all over for the Dillard's, the in-stores that I'm going to be doing because the Wacol, this deal, you know, with, with Dillard's partnering with Wacol has been, is just a joy. And you'll see the spring campaign and coming for your free profit. And I tell you, it's life changing. <laughs> and, you know, you heard first. it, so, you know, hey, you, you heard it first. It's, <laughs> it's a life changing experience, of course, from the one and only. Taylor Jane, thank you so much, my queen. Wow, I love you, baby. Mm-hmm. Love you, sweetheart. Thank you, Lord have mercy. <laughs> the, the one and only Taylor Dane here on Night Tracks, my Lord. Can't think of a better way to start the new year off. Lord have mercy. <laughs> Be sure, family, once again, to get the new hit single, Thinking Out Loud, available on Apple and also on Spotify. And if you're feeling a little bit more adventurous, you can always head over to Amazon.com and also get that remake of Tell It To My Heart with the production team, pop trio team of Cash Cash. They did a phenomenal job on it. Surprise me because when you have the Holy Grail and you're talking about Taylor Day, you got to make sure you want her music shaken but never stirred. Lord have mercy. And to get all our upcoming tour information, stop by her official website, 
That's at TaylorDane.com. And also be on the lookout on February the 14th. Taylor will grace the Kelly Clarkson show. Of course, that's in the NYC. So be sure to check that out. And for those who missed the interview, no need to fear. The teddy bear has you. You can stop by our official YouTube channel. You can watch the interview in its entirety. That's at Night Tracks with two X's. That's Night Tracks Radio Music Podcast. That's on YouTube. So you can check out the interview. Also, to get all of these updates, let your fingers do the walk and be sure you follow us on Facebook. Same handle at Night Tracks Radio with two X's. Also on TikTok. Also on Instagram. And we'll be back on tomorrow afternoon at 2 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Pacific, and 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as we welcome singer-songwriter Ona Kay as we get lost in her new album, Full New Luna. Yes, Lord. I want to thank everyone for tuning in and allowing me to share in you or sharing us together with our beautiful Night Tracks experience. We have a lot to give you this year. Last year was great. This year will be phenomenal. And as in always, I want everyone to keep it soulful here on Night Tracks Radio. God bless. Lord have mercy. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.